I see a familiar place. Haunted by shadows. Shadows that spread across the lands. Seeking to rule over all. In the darkened remains of my home. Your home needs you now more than ever. Welcome back. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Yeah. Man, I know I'm not that I'm not that tired this week. I'm actually pretty excited. I mean, we, you know, the for excitement, reasons. for reasons, reasons. The, the excitement is definitely there, but I'm pooped. I've had a week. I am. <laughs> I'm pooped. <laughs> so, so what's been going on, man? What have you been doing? Uh, well, there is in game and there's out of game. Um, hmm. Sticking with the lore. In game, we've actually had. Uh, quite an influx of um, some new adventurers in our guild. And it's been a lot of fun. We've been running tons and tons of uh, dungeons. So we're diving into those pretty well, kind of getting people up to speed, helping people level. And it seems we may or may not have kind of a regular group going in the mornings, which is kind of cool. We do. Oh my gosh, that is so convenient and so fun. It is fun. It's like, it's the best thing ever. It is very fun. So shout out to you guys. Thank you very, very much. And uh, we're going to continue that because it's it's a blast. We get pledges knocked out of the way early, and it's cool stuff. Now we can talk about all of the yard work that my lovely bride has had me doing over the past few days. So I've missed a little ESO, but, you know, life things. Yep. understand that. Man, I had the coolest experience the, uh, what was it, a few days ago. So, I was hanging out at Stormhaven. Guy was playing the loot. He was all by himself. I'm like, you know what? He needs a friend. So I went over there, started playing the drum, and I said, nope, this the timing's off. It's not, it, and I'm a musician, so it drives me nuts. So I whipped out the loot, and we had dual loots going, and it sounded so cool. And then next thing I know, more people are coming out of the Sky Shard right there at Stormhaven, and another person's playing the loot. And then another person shows up. I had we had like a mini band there, and everyone was just gathering around. It was the coolest moment ever. Turns out, the dude is a listener of our show, loves the show. Uh, I believe his name is Deacon. If, Shut if up. Listening, and I'm um, like, that's hilarious. Haven't we? Didn't he send us an email? No, I don't think he sent us an email. Oh, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on that, number one. And congratulations on your first RP experience. Because that's exactly what you were doing. It was the funnest thing ever. It was the coolest moment in the entire world. What can I get you, boy? Yeah, for sure. Oh, um, let's see. This week, I want to go with a Bichon Brandy for me, please. Oh, and uh, all right. Let's go with... uh, 
for me. How about a good old faithful Mark Hearth Mead? Coming right up. Ooh, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, listeners, welcome to the show. This is episode five of the Lore Seekers podcast, where Elder Scrolls Online is king. We're your hosts. I'm Jibs, and I'm joined by my good buddy from Southern Tamriel, Cash. We are excited this week, you guys. Not like we're not excited every stinking week, but this week, I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of people, is a very special week. And we talked to you about it a little bit last week, about how we were going to kind of hold off and wait for the announcement. And this week, we're back with a very, very formidable show. Oh my gosh, this show's huge. You guys have been so excited about this episode. We've been so excited to bring you this episode. And this is truly a massive show. <laughs> we hope you uh we we hope you're ready for uh, a long one cuz I'll be surprised if we're shorter than 2 hours this, this time around. We'll we'll see where this where this goes, but we've got so much stuff to talk about. This is the Somerset edition of the Lore Seekers podcast, and we couldn't be more thrilled uh, being our fifth episode to be able to do this. And this week on the show, we are talking everything Somerset, the whole announcement, top to bottom, everything, all of it. We are going to also uh, briefly mention the Jester's Festival, some details that were recently released on that for you guys. But to finish it off, we're going to do a lore lesson on the history of the Somerset Isles. And then we're going to be talking about, uh, we've got a couple voicemails. One talking about some discussion on uh, Somerset, another one on why they're looking forward to it. So anyway. Hey, you two. Give us some news. That guy wants news. Well, who are we to deny him? All right, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, Real quick, before we get into the Somerset, we did mention the Jester's Festival. This is going on right now. And we felt like we needed to make sure that you guys know about this because you know it's important that you stay informed while you're listening to this podcast so going on march 29th april 2nd they released some details on this um if you want to get involved here's what you do those pavilions that are outside the cities of ebonheart uh how do i how do i vocal guard vocal guard thank you and daggerfall there's uh if you want to get involved you go out there you do a short intro quest then you're going to get a memento that gives you 100% XP bonus for two hours. You're going to get double XP, okay? All event long. Also, they have some dailies. You can get Jester Box and get some cool consumables and mementos. and other New things. stuff. There's new stuff this year, you guys. It's cool. Yeah, man. A scintillator memento. And it looks like... Um, you're going to get a, oh, a couple things, like Jester's Coffer, that pops confetti. That'll be a cool little emote. And then, mm-hmm. um, or as a memento, I think. And then um, looks like you're actually going to be able to get a recipe to build your own Jester's Pavilion, which is kind of cool. I thought that was the coolest. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That right in the middle of the, uh, of the new, uh, what's the new um, Cold Harbor? Oh, Home that's coming out. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine that thing? Just right. like, that's all you got. That and a bunch of storage. <laughs> right out in the open. I love it. That's awesome. So, yeah, if you guys want to get involved in that, if you're listening to this on uh, release day, on Friday, 
jump right in, go to any of the basically any of the major cities, uh, find the pavilions, get started, get yourself some double XP for the, over the weekend. But uh, anyway, that being said, it's time for the important stuff. Oh yeah, super stoked to finally be here. So we thought we knew we were getting. We, we joked it'd be funny if we weren't, <laughs> just because the way this buildup was working. Uh, but here we are. Somerset Isles is the next chapter of the Elder Scrolls Online. Yep, it turns out the data miners were right. They were right, and They're it is smart. releasing on May 21st for PC and all other platforms on June 5th. All right, let's just start here. Dude, those trailers, though. Hey, yep. Weren't those awesome? Yep. You know what's funny too? What I heard is that the the high elf female that you always see, she was in like the original trailers for the game back yeah. prior to game launch. Um, yep. I've seen several people go, you know, I th always thought she was a wood elf. Turns out she was a high elf. <laughs> I actually also <laughs> thought she was a wood elf, but well, I think it was just because of her whole persona. You know, she's, you know, when you think high elf, you think magicka based maybe sword right something like that but right. she's she's very i mean although she has magic abilities um she looked very roguish so i think a lot of people thought she was bosmer but oh no she is an altmer yeah and man that trailer is i keep watching it over and over and over and over and raz is back people are excited about that hmm that yeah, it was in the trailer, so that was awesome. And then, on top of that, they gave us the gameplay announcement trailer. And, whoo, my goodness. Yep. My goodness. Griffins. Didn't Griffins. think that would show up in ESO. Neither did I. And we shall talk about that <laughs> on a future cast. We, we will definitely be talking about that, that's for sure. It looks gorgeous. Man, all this looks gorgeous. And I'm so... So excited for this for this whole next DLC, this whole chapter that we're going to be able to enjoy. So let's just go through this, man. Let's start top to bottom. Let's give it to him. Uh, so, quote, for the first time in history, the long-closed borders of Somerset are open to foreigners by decree of Queen Aaron. But darkness looms over the ancestral home of the High Elves and whispers stir of Daedric followers organizing in the shadows. Rally your allies, brave champions. Somerset awaits. Explore an all-new zone packed with adventure. Join the mysterious Sigic Order. Squee! <laughs> I'm so excited. Squee! Yeah. And gain powerful new abilities. Reunite with old friends. Forge new alliances. And work together to unravel a conspiracy that threatens Tamriel's very existence. So, hmm, I wonder what that could possibly be. I wonder who the antagonist is going to be in this whole thing. <laughs> Leg ball bagged. We'll talk about the collectors. We'll talk about the collectors edition coming up. See if we can identify the uh, Daedric Prince that is going to be the main antagonist for the story. And there is quite a few to choose from. Um, all right, so you know what? Let's just start here. We're going to go over the points of interest. So, uh, with this new expansion, obviously, there's going to be awesome new looking zones, and they listed them right there for you guys. The first one being Alinor. Now, for those of you who have never heard of Alinor, what it is, it's the primary hub for Somerset's capital. It's the seat of power by proxy queen 
Oh, you wrote it in there for me. You got a pronunciation in there for me. Look at you go. All Look went our way. <laughs> All went our way. I would have butchered it. I would have butchered it in half. All right. Visitors and locals alike will be mesmerized by its shining towers toward the city's main landmarks. The Golden Griffin Inn. I love it. Uh, the winery. And they've got a cool market there as well. Man, this zone. It's so different looking. Like this, the towering just architecture, you know. And Alinor is no different, man. It's it's so clean. Like that's the... It, that's the only way I could get it. Like, it's so pristine, you know, whereas a lot of Tessa is rugged. It's rough, you know. And then you get to this place, and it's like, oh, my gosh. This is a whole other world. Yes, it is. And, well, like, one of the things that caught my attention right off the bat is the fact that uh, the Somerset Isles have a proxy queen. Uh, Alwyn Arway yeah. is a proxy queen. She's sitting in place of Queen Irene right now because Queen Irene is... Um, obviously, if you ran into her during your quests in um, mainland Tamriel, she is leading the Aldmeri Dominion right now. So, right. my right. question is: Is Proxy Queen Alwyn Arway as hot as Queen Irene? I'm just wondering. <laughs> I mean, people wonder out loud sometimes, and that was one of those times. <laughs> was that the first thing that came to mind? You're reading. Hey, yep. Hmm. Hey, yep. <laughs> oh man. Here's my question. Is she secretly evil or not? See, that's no. where my head goes. No, no, no. Well, she's snooty as hell, most likely. Aren't they all? I mean, isn't that common Whoa. knowledge? Whoa, yeah. buddy. Easy. You're going to start hate mail trail on that one. <laughs> I mean, Altmer. I mean, oh, Altmer. oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. She could be. She could be amazing. I don't know. I got to wait till be. June. It's true. So anyway. Uh, Alinor, it looks gorgeous. It's just a bunch of everything you would imagine from a, from a high elf. Just towering, hot. These just amazing architecture. Everything's pristine. To me, it reminds me of uh, not to break lore, but Lord of the Rings architecture for elves. Oh, just totally. What I, that vibe you get. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I love it though. So, I love how there's that parallel. There's that parallel in a yeah. lot of these high fantasy, um, high fantasy books, high fantasy movies, high fantasy games. There is that parallel with the high elves. They're kind of always known for being that way and always being, you know, um, incredibly meticulous with the things that they build and do. And I think a lot of the reason being, when you read the lore, a lot of the reason that is being because they live such longer span lives, they have the time to be that much more of perfectionists. So whereas, and I'm kind of breaking into lore just a little bit, but where a mortal who has a shorter lifespan, you know, would see things as, Hey, that's really nice. But when an Altmer looks at those things, whatever it is, an Altmer would, an Altmer would think, you know, that's could be improved in this way or that way. That's crap. You can do better mm-hmm. because they, ha- they've mm-hmm. had the time in their lifespan to really perfect things. So that's why, that's why their, their zones are so gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. And well, it's, what's interesting is this next, this next point of interest, uh, cloud rest, this next place we're going to be checking out, it's so kind of different looking in a way. From and just based off the image they give us, it looks like it's built into the on the side of a mountain. It actually says, "quote boldly built atop the peak of Eaton Nur." Uh, Cloud Rest is the home of the Welkinar Griffin Knights and their airy. That is, I don't know. All right, That's- but be warned. What? Oh crap! You're smiling. You're laughing. What I do? How bad? 
Not Did I break it? Amazing. Nope, you're amazing. Continue. You're a jerk. All right, but <laughs> but be warned. We know this. <laughs> but be warned. Due to an unforeseen catastrophe, the divine prosecution has been forced to evacuate the city and barricade the main gate. If you wish to enter, you may need to find an alternative path. Going through the mines of Moria. I know. Already starting with the drama. Like it. Right. My goodness. So this this already looks different. Like it. It. I mean, you really the whole city. Whereas. Alinor is out in the open, you know, just huge, towering buildings. This is kind of hidden away, just from the image that they've given us. You know, it's built into this mountain, and it just seems like they cut away the mountain to build in in this location. Yeah, it's like right in, built right into a mountain pass. It looks really cool, very elven. Yeah, all of this, it's pretty pretty incredible. Uh, next point of locate uh, point of interest, uh, Shimmering. Now, this is where we're going to start. Where we started in Sedanine and Morrowind, this is where we're starting in the Somerset chapter. When you arrive in Somerset, you'll find yourself in the city of Shimmerin, also known as the City of Lights. But the town is in turmoil, and before you begin your adventures or make yourself at home, it would be wise to familiarize yourself with, Queen's, with the Queen's decree regarding visitors. Hmm, do you travel with wares? Those are the only people we're taking. <laughs> do you have coin? That's all that matters. It looks a whole lot like Eleanor, not gonna lie. It really does. And the picture they give us is it's dark, you know, again, towering structures. Here's the thing that, that kind of sparked my interest. One, we're starting here. Okay. Two, why is it in turmoil? Is it in turmoil because all the NPCs, everyone's kind of reacting to the to all these people coming into this one city, this one location? Is there uh, like this tension mm, and unrest? I don't know, but there's one thing for sure. Mm. I'm gonna solve the problem. I'm gonna solve the problem. Yep. You're gonna be the goody two shoes who does it. I'm gonna make everything uh, all right. I'm gonna make everything all better. All better. So, yeah, there's that. Um, next, let's see, Crystal Tower. Now, let me ask you this real quick before we before we go to Crystal Tower. In Sedanine, when you did Sedanine, is there anything that you wish would have been done differently that you want to see with Shimmerine? You mean from a starting zone perspective? Yes. You know, I really think they nailed Morrowind, to be honest with you. Right. And the fact that that I didn't have to start again in Cold Harbor, you know, they kind of they give you the option. Well, you they give you the option of going back and doing Cold right. Harbor again. Um, but the fact that you started in Sedanine, you know, off on the ship, I really liked that. I can't honestly think of anything that I didn't like in the way that they dropped you into the story of Morrowind and why you were there. Yeah. But I, I, I have feel... a sneaking suspicion that you do. Well, maybe just a little. I, honestly, I, I, in a lot of ways, well, actually, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think they nailed it. Um, I do wish I would have spent a little more time there. You know, I mean, I get it. It was exciting. You know, you they want you to, they wanted you out in Vivek City. They wanted you out in Balmora, which I totally get and I agree with. Um, but, man, I wish there was just a little more time in Sedanine. But maybe that's just... Maybe that's just the, I don't know, Morrowind player of old in me. 
but oh, so you so there weren't enough quests in Morrowind. N- that no, in Sedanine. Oh, I'm just, just saying, okay. I would have liked to, have, yeah, just to okay. hang out in Sedanine, just a little just, bit more. So but I was gonna vomit anyway, on the mic. That's that's because <laughs> there's that's, a ton of quests in that zone. Oh my gosh, there's quests for days. There's quests for days. But that'd be me nitpicking. Truly, it was an awesome expansion. So, uh, next point of interest, Crystal Tower. Now, oh. this is so freaking cool looking. Uh, it reminds me a whole lot of the, what was it, White Gold Tower um, from Cyrodiil? Yes. Yes? It's just oh, you just reminding in the aesthetics. Yes, okay. the aesthetics. I'll buy that. Because okay. if you're yeah. talking lore, it's completely freaking different. <laughs> not at all lore just the way it looks you touch um, my lore button i touch the <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be mail careful it's, it's can be tr- sent to at ma cash on twitter my lore button uh, is a freaking is a hair trigger so you gotta be careful <laughs> uh also known to the high elves as crystal like law this sacred monument opens only to the sapiarchs Tower, Sentinels, and is both a place of research and a mausoleum for the honored dead. At its apex, it holds a powerful crystal called Transparent Law, though its purpose is a mystery to all but the highest-ranking Sapir. I'm not going to get too much into this because I know we're going to talk about this in the Lord lesson. Yes, sir. But so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna table that and let you kind of think. Okay, well, what do they got inside that thing? Well, we're gonna talk about it a little bit. So I'll make it away. I'm smiling. I don't uh, know if you can if you can hear me smiling, but I'm smiling right now. <laughs> Big smiles. Sorry. Smiles all around. I'm smiling big. Lalandril. <laughs> Next point. Uh, found on the northwestern coast of Somerset, the city of Lalandril houses both the College of Sapiarchs and the local chapter of the Mages Guild, two groups known for their growing rivalry. Uh, Raz recommends you steer clear of them and instead put your feet up at the local watering hole, the Shrewd Brew Tavern. Yes. I love Raz. I love Raz. He's very funny. I love it. So I'm just going to assume this is the whole quest line there, um, and it deals with the rivalry, rivalry between those two. I'm just going to mm. say that's probably it, and you got to solve I, it. I wonder if they let you pick sides. Wouldn't that be interesting? It would be, because most of the time when there's some type of a antagonist, protagonist type thing in the world, you just kind of mediate between the two. But maybe on this one, yeah, you get to choose. Like that would it. be that would be fun to have some more choices. I think they did a good job of balancing choice in this game so far from what I've seen. So, you know, like when you're... Running uh, quest lines and Morrowind, deciding you know if you want someone to die, to live. Same thing with you know the previous quest lines and uh, other parts of, of Tamriel. Um, it's not too much, but it's just enough. So I think that'd be kind of cool to have a choice there. Absolutely. Right. Uh, does the how, what am I just going to say? It's it's on the it's a coastal city, so it's on the coast. Kind of reminds me of Gold Coast, actually. Obviously, architecture is different, but. That's the whole vibe I'm kind of getting here. Yeah. You're right. Um, next one up would be... Relenthil. Close. And I'll... Tomato, what? tomato. Relenthril. 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 Got it. Nailed it. Third time. Woo. Doing good. If you're... <laughs> Everyone's like, no, you're not. You're terrible. the third time. All right. If you're looking for entertainment and excitement, the township of Relenthil... Can be found in the heart of Somerset. 
There you can enjoy artistic performances by the renowned House of Reveries or relax at the local bathhouse. Oh, I'm in. Heck Is yeah. that where we're going to do our show? Should we just tell people now that when the first episode of Somerset launches, we're doing it from the bathhouse? Yeah, party at the bathhouse. That sounds <laughs> party freaking amazing. Party at the bathhouse. There it is. There you'll, you can for sure find us over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Um, so, there, yeah, there's really not a whole lot to say here. This actually looks like the least elvish-looking town that they've showcased so far. That's because there's there a bathhouse. It. <laughs> there's, there's not towering buildings. Everything's a little bit flatter-looking. You know, there's not a whole lot of elven sharp points when it comes to... The uh, the roof structures. I mean, everything's kind of flat looking. So, I blame the bathhouse. Um, all right. So we talked about some locations, and now let's talk about some of the characters we're gonna see. Quote: Reunite with old allies as you enter the tumultuous world of high elf culture and politics. By decree of Queen Aaron, Somerset is now open to outsiders. Yes, we know. But that does not mean that all are welcome, and you'll encounter many different influential organizations and individuals during your adventures. So in other words, if you didn't think Tamriel was racist already, it's going to get more racist. Yep. They're going to bring it home. They're going to bring it home with Somerset. (laughs) Oh, man. That's all right. It's a game. It's a game. It's a game. Okay. It's true debt. True debt. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing the tensions because you know there's going to be tension because the high elves, you know, we talked about this last episode. Oh they yeah, they are very about themselves, and spe- dude, if you're a bossmer, you are the poop on their boots. So, right. I mean, I look forward to seeing the dialogue. That's going to be my favorite. Uh, Cash, what's what's the what's the characters? So some notable key figures that you're going to see is uh, Queen Aren. So hot. She'll be there. Um, Razumdar. <laughs> <laughs> I got to roll right over it because, dude, it's Kate Beckinsale. She, I'm a fan. You're just like Kate She's Beckinsale. You don't see you don't see Aaron. You see you see Kate. Yes, every time. Uh, Razumdar <laughs> is going to be there. Yep. We are going to get to meet Proxy Queen Alwanarwe. She's also yep. there. Probably equally as good looking. Uh, Valseren of the Sigic Order. Hell yes. And for all you ladies, I'm sure he's strikingly handsome. Striking. Right. Just right off the top. Yes. Amazing. Um, and then uh, Alchemy of the House of Reveries. All so right. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I got to say out of that list, probably the biggest thing I'm excited about besides the queen is the Sigic Order stuff. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, and more yes. And it's going to be awesome. Talking, yeah, we're going to mention the Sigic Order this episode, and we're going to cover the Sigic Order next episode. We're going to lore yes. lesson the Sigic Order. So, um, yep, I got like I got like a week's worth of time to lore book the crud out of the Sigic Order, and we're going to go that route yep. in educating you on to probably what you're going to see, um, the history behind it why the Sigic Order, why people peeled off the Sigic Order and ended up uh, going their own way, uh, and really what it stood for and how it ties into Tamriel now, which yeah. I, I, think you'll, I think you'll dig. But the Sigic Order actually is ending up in Somerset, ex- 
uh, the Somerset chapter as a new guild. So yeah. you're, we're getting an entire new guild. So the way this was explained to us is few organizations in Tamriel are as secretive and mysterious as the Sigic Order. Now they've returned to Nern after centuries of self-imposed exile, Vanishing Island, to investigate a crisis that threatens to unravel the future of Tamriel. And that is an interesting point, too, because that brings along uh, the point of mysticism, which we're going to talk about. Um, and there may or may not be a skill that you might be able to get where you can kind of mess with time a little bit. Oh, just hold on to your britches because we're going to get there. Join oh this gosh, ancient join this ancient society of mages, learn their ways, and gain incredible new abilities that allow you to ah, it's right there. Bend time itself. What do you know? Mm. I can't wait, dude. I cannot wait. Secretive organizations, it's all about just so much mystery surrounding it, like i.e. Dark Brotherhood. Dude. And it's mages. Holy balls. I'm excited. This yeah. is No, this will be this a good my, one. So it leads right into um, some of the places that you'll see. One of the main places that you're going to get to experience in the new chapter is the Isle of Arteum, which Mm -hmm. is, like I was saying, disappearing islands. This is the island that was the home of the Sigic Order. And 350 years ago, the island disappeared. So nobody really knew where it went. Nobody knew how to get to it. Um, And there is... There's a quest, the little prequel quest that you get to, the prologue quest that you get to do, that is available right now in the Crown Store. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You can do the prologue quest, and they will... It's part of the storyline. This missing island is part of the storyline, and that's all I'll say. It's kind of a cool little, you know, 20-minuter that will open you up a little bit to the things that are going on and that are going to possibly be going on in the new chapter. So... Yep. For the first time in the Elder Scrolls series, you will be able to travel to the Island of Artaeum, visit Rightmaster Iachesis, and Sephora Tower, and begin to unravel the secrets of both the Sigic Order and the history of the Mages Guild. Oh, so man, I'm cool. so excited. Yep. Freaking awesome. It's going to be so good. So this new skill line we've got, um, they named three abilities. Whew. And I like every one of them. Uh... We know for sure we're going to be getting new active abilities, new passive abilities, and a powerful ultimate with this skill line. Um, the first ability that they listed for us was called Time Stop. Freeze the passage of time at a specific location. Should you catch your enemies within this ability, they'll be slowed and eventually frozen in place, giving you the opportunity to make your move. Holy cow, PvP, look out. That's run away for you, huh, JB? Run for your life. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> Time to leave. Job is done. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is this even going to be an ability that you can use in PvP? That's massive. That's not, Yeah, that's another question. You, it may not be. Even if it's not the PvE aspect of this, man, that's cool. That is so cool. I'm interested to see how this one works. You know, like... Like the way it looks or like the mechanics? No, I mean, actually how it works. I mean, if you can freeze... The passage of time, and it, like, how big is it? Is it conal attack? Is it is it just a single target attack? Um, does it allow you to like double damage them? Yeah, you know what I mean, right? So I don't know. Interesting. Right. 
I look forward to checking that out. I think I might be uh, getting into that uh, PTS and actually testing this stuff out right. once they once they first drop it. Because I would I would absolutely love to know too. Now again, I really want to know. You know, is this a PV? Is this allowed to be used in PvP? Because how is this going to change builds, man? Like that's the whole thing that everyone's jazzed about this whole. Chapter. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Builds, builds are going to completely change. And it's not just because of this. It's because of something else that we're going to talk about soon oh, in the name of jewel gosh. crafting. Yes. Um, which I didn't mean to drop. If you don't already know about it, then well, there you go. That's coming. But yeah, this chap, this new chapter is going to completely change builds. There's going to be, I mean, the content creators are probably like, oh my God, I have so Mulligan. much work to do. <laughs> <laughs> so much to do. I feel bad for him, but... Um, yeah, you want to talk about the real heroes of content creation? It's the people who are putting together these builds and doing, you know, all the testing and stuff. They're going to be, it's tireless work. So, thank you. Yeah, I like our job. We just get to talk about it. We don't no, have to write We're so lazy. We're so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, second ability is called meditate. Focus your mind and body into a deep meditative state. While active, you will restore health, stamina, and magicka over time. Perfect for those who want to reflect upon and recover from a tough fight. All right. I like it. I dig it. I dig it. It's kind of like a something you use out of combat, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a, and then the last. It's just a passive buff that you're going to get, but I just love the fact that it's called Meditate. I think that's super cool for caster characters. And this one, I've heard people speculate this was an ultimate. I didn't see that listed. So I can't officially say it's the ultimate. I don't think they would actually give that away yet, but... Uh, this is called Undo. Become a true master of time and step backwards into the past to instantly reset your health, magicka, stamina to what they were only four seconds ago. If the battle isn't going your way, reset the board. Wow. Yeah, that means you have four seconds to spam the hell out of your 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 most expensive skills. And then reset it back four seconds and regain that back. It's, it's super cool. So the next thing on the board is challenges and rewards. Um, we're getting a new trial. For those of you who are in the rating, well, here you go. We think this is called Cloud Rest. Uh, details on it are this. The Divine Prosecution has evacuated and barricaded the city of Cloud Rest after an unforeseen catastrophe. Dude, let's stop there. What do you think these catastrophes are? Do you think they're Daedric-related or just, like, landscape-related? Because it's the second time uh, we've had this. I don't think they're probably problems with the engineering of the city. I think they are probably uh, things that are taking place because of some type of an outside threat. And considering the statue that I'm getting in the Collector's Edition, I'm pretty much thinking they're Daedra. Hmm. Okay. But I don't know. That's me. There, maybe there's maybe there's a giant flood coming, and that's all it is. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of water bosses you got to deal with. But now I'm probably thinking they're Daedra. Mm, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. Uh, so it says, gather your strongest allies. Take on this new challenging, or take on this challenging new 12 player trial, and face the. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welkinar and their powerful griffin companions keep Dude, both eyes it. on the skies. I'm so proud of you. It's a hard word. It really is a hard word. And you did really well. Oh, thank you. I, I'll give you a lollipop afterwards. Oh, thanks. 
Thanks so much. I'm so happy. Uh, uh, what else we got? New challenges. Experience a whole world of adventure on the island of Somerset with unique world bosses. Delves. I'm excited about Delves, man. I started doing Delves this week. Like, seriously doing Delves. Just, I started running in Alakir and just seeing where it took me. And it took me through Delves, and I freaking love them. Uh, public dungeons. Yes, please. And all new PvE group challenge. Abyssal Geysers. Super curious about this one. I want, need to know, what is that? What do you think it is? I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> but but when, you, when you look at the image that they give you, yep. it doesn't give you any clues. It just looks like some gnarly looking crab humanoid things and a group of three. So maybe they're like three person... Dungeons or adventures? I don't know, like flashpoints. Remember flashpoints in SWOTOR? Maybe it's like that. Yeah. I honestly thought when I saw, you know, because there's a small group of them, or three, small group of three people, I honestly wondered if it wasn't like something that you fought in waves, kind of similar to, um, I guess, the only thing I can think of is Gears of War, and forgive me because it's all I can think of. But, you know, like just a, uh, waves of enemies and they progressively keep getting harder and then it's done. Then you move on. I forget the name of that, what that was called. But kind of no. like a tower defense no. type thing. Uh, Kind of, kind of, sort of. Yeah. But anyway, so there's that as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what actually official. I'm sure they're going to be doing leading up to launch. They're going to be doing official videos or official releases and so we'll be able to tell you guys a little bit more about it. Now perhaps one of the most requested things to come to an Elder Scrolls online expansion, new chapter, whatever you want to call it, for the longest time is jewelry crafting. (laughs) And this is the one that people are super stoked about because this is what is going to change builds. Um, so I'll read this off to you. Forge potent new gear with jewelry crafting and bolster your power with handmade rings and necklaces. Make sure you're always wearing the best. You'll need every advantage you could get. Now, the guys over at Unofficial Elder Scrolls Pages, they've been doing a really good job covering this, so I want to show them some love on the podcast this week. And so they have some good information here for jewelry crafting. One being jewelry crafting will work like the other six crafting professions. The skill line will include many passives that will improve your abilities to craft stronger and higher quality jewelry. Uh, As of now, there are currently only three traits on jewelry items. Robust, healthy, and arcane, which only increase your maximum attributes. Attributes? Uh, let's see what else. What else we got here? With the new Somerset chapter, they will be introducing six completely new traits to jewelry. Rich teased one of the traits called Bloodthirsty, which increases your damage to targets when they reach low health near execute range. Huge, massive new traits. Are you kidding me? That is going to be a game changer for many, many people. And bloodthirsty. Are you kidding? I mean, just look at that. That is one example of the things that you're going to be able to do with jewel crafting. I can't wait, dude. Yeah. I can't wait. This is going to be so 
awesome because massive and i think too because you know when you get involved in doing a show and you're covering a game community is a big deal obviously that being said i look forward to seeing what the community does with this i look forward to seeing how the builds really change dude with our builds both of us being lightning sorks dude (laughs) damage for days man i know i'm so excited freaking awesome i'm super super stoked and also, because, like, how long have we wanted to... Because we've got those rings in our inventory that we can't use. You know, you can't deconstruct them. So you're like, well, I'll just sell them off. You know, right. how long have we sat on that stuff? For a long time. And now it's not going to be that. Well, actually, we're probably going to be sitting on them for a little bit longer just because, um, you know, you're going to need those things to be able to deconstruct them. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, I think I think I'm... In the same boat, I think a lot of people are going to be doing that. I know there's a lot of people in our guild, some of our master crafters who are doing it. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited for them um, because they've been waiting for this for a long, long time. And that is the the one piece of gear that you've had that you literally had to wait for the drops. And I mean, how, how difficult is it to get, you know, purple or above drops on, on your jewelry? It's insanely difficult. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to do a quick little pause here because for the first time in five episodes, somebody has found us in the tavern and I'm going to shout her out because this is fantastic. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. She's right in front of us and this is fantastic. If nobody knows, we decided to go historical on this episode and because we're covering Somerset Isle, we decided to do our cast in the very first, like very close to the landing location of where the very first Aldmer landed in the in the Somerset Isles, uh, and the very first place that was basically colonized in its first hold. So we are at the Overlook Inn in first hold, and two members of Meridia's Order of Guards have found us. So a big shout out to at Hoshichi. Um, her character name is Asme, and Seirat Kendov. And he's at the real J. Clark. Congratulations. You guys found us. I think it's blasting throughout Guild Chat right now, which is super cool. Yeah, Guild Chat's lighting up and like they're going to get 5K gold for this or something. Yeah, they're, awesome. they're getting prizes for it. So anyway, um, hopefully they tweet it out. But uh, yeah, we're seeing it live. They actually uh, found us. So it's super, super cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So congratulations. <laughs> it's cool. People actually found us for once. Um, yep. All right. So, so back so to anyway. drinking. <laughs> back to back to drinking and back to jewelry crafting. That's right. So I really think it's a game changer for people. Um, the way that this has been speculated and looked forward to by a lot of the master crafters out there. I know that the few that we have in Mog are super excited about it. Um, so yeah, start start hoarding that stuff. Start saving your stuff if you're looking to do it. Because I would imagine that deconstruction of those items is going to lend to... Um, a lot of things, a lot of uh, a lot of crafting materials that you're going to need in order to craft the stuff. And it's probably going to be, I bet you it's just like alchemy, or not like alchemy, but like enchanting. It's going to be hard as hell to level. So mm-hmm. that's what I'd do. But. Right. I'm excited for it. I think yeah. this is one of my uh, most like anticipated things I'm looking forward to getting into with yeah. this game. For sure. It's gonna like be awesome. wood, woodworking, yeah, you know that's cool. Clothing, yeah, that's that's all right too. But man, 
jewelry crafting. I love it. I don't know why, but man, I'm excited. So anyway, there's that. Uh, now it's time for us to get into the last part as far as the announcement's concerned, and that is the big one, the important one, when you're going to be putting your dough out for the additions and pre-order rewards. These are pretty legit. I give them credit. They did a good job. Uh, yep. So before we ever get started on this, it's important that you get this. All pre-purchase, pre-purchases, it doesn't matter if it's physical or digital, every single one of you will get the Queen's Bounty Pack. Okay. Now the Queen's Bounty Pack, we're going to go through this for you here. If you're on the fence about pre-ordering, you should at least pre-order the, even if you don't want to get the collectors, you should just do the cheapest option. And we're going to go over that in a minute, just so you can get this Queen's Bounty Pack. You get, number one, Court of Bedlam costume, which looking at it, it's very Daedric looking in a way. It's, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's got, I mean, it even says it has a sinister style, and that is exactly how I would describe it. Yeah, the, the shoulders are very Daedric looking, very layered, very, uh, well, I don't know how else to describe it, very just jagged looking, like it's very exaggerated, there's points going all over the place, and then the helm, uh, it's got big horns coming off the sides, um, they kind of go back to the back of the, uh, the helm. Um, this looks really, really cool. I think they did a really good job. And if there's anything I'm excited about at all, it's starting right off the top. It's this. It's awesome looking. Uh, you also get access to a pocket salamander pet. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. I like it. Yep. I like it. I wonder how big the thing's going to be. It'd be funny if it was tiny. Um, let's see what else we got. Treasure maps. You get uh, three ancient treasure maps. Lead to caches of gold, uh, gear, and other forgotten riches. A lot of people uh, poo-poo those, but those are super fun. They you know, actually they I've work really well. Those. Yeah, the the treasure maps they actually work really really well. And you know what? I do have a quick quick correction. I think in one of the previous episodes, I mentioned how um, if you have those in your inventory, they show up as X's on your map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lied. That was an add-on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. That was an add-on I have that did that for me. So, uh, yeah, get the add-on. I'm pretty What's sure the name of the add-on, we're, we're going to talk about add-ons too here coming up in a future future episode. But um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's um, destinations. I think that's the one. destinations. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, we'll check yeah. check on that for sure because we'll go over in the uh, the add-on episode. Uh, the next big one, if if you didn't really. If you haven't really considered what the next season of crates are going to be, well, they're pretty much telling you. Sigic Vault Crown Crate. You get one of those. Yup. Oh. And I'm excited about this because they kind of give you a little insight to what you're going to be getting with these new crates. Sigic-themed mounts, pets, costumes, and more. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, more money for me to spend. <laughs> my bank account is going oh to cry. My, oh my god. I am gonna be spending more money. More money than I've spent <laughs> on current crates. <laughs> Look, funny. this is how I justify it. Okay, this is my hobby. And my wife you know, my wife never gives me a hard time about it, but it's just like, uh, hey, what's this uh what's this charge to Zenimax uh, online studios? I'm like, don't worry about it. And she goes, is this gaming stuff? And I go, yeah. She goes, well, eh, at least you're not getting drunk in the bar. I'm like, thank you. I selected the right woman. She's amazing. 
We just have separate bank accounts, so I do whatever I want, and that makes it world go round. I need a refill. Waitress! I need a refill. Waitress. Bring it! Coming right up. Oh, thank you, ma'am. All right, so last but not least, uh, experience scrolls. Receive a 50% experience boost for two hours with these two experience scrolls. Man, I tell you what, if you're not using experience scrolls at all, if you've never used one, uh, start right now. (laughs) These are awesome. They're so worth using, so worth having, every bit of it. It's awesome. So that is the Queen's Bounty Pack. You will get that with every pre-order, okay? Pre-order, whether it's digital, physical. So if if there's for any reason why you should pre-order, there you go. Even if it's the cheapest option. Uh, And that being said, let's get get on to these additions here. So Somerset Digital Upgrade. All right, this is for $29.99. This is the cheapest option, all right? With this, you also get, and I forgot to include this earlier, the Nightmare Cinch Mount. Those of you who have seen the horse, the Nightmare Horse, well, they've now got a cinch version. And, yeah. We'll talk about fire. that in a minute. We'll talk about that yeah. I have a little gripe, but. I, I know, you and I both, because we both kind of went full yeah. Bosmer on our pre-orders. <laughs> Full um, Bosmer. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> By that, do you mean we ate the meat? <laughs> You're such a dork. I can't say. <laughs> I can't say the real thing on the air. Uh, so I'm saying this full Bosmer. Fam- there you go. This is a family show. <laughs> oh jeez. Keep going. Oh man. All right. So <laughs> you get the nightmare cinch mount. Uh, and for a limited time, you get a bonus copy of the Morrowind chapter. It's included with this, and of course, the Queen's Bounty Pack. So twenty nine ninety nine gets you that the upgrade, digital upgrade. Now, if you want to take the next step up, you want to get the Somerset Digital Collector's Edition upgrade. All right, includes the Nightmare Cinch Mount, the bonus copy of Morrowind, the Queen's Bounty, and then here is the Digital Collector's items. We're going to reference these later, so make sure you're paying attention for this. You get the cinch mount, Nightmare Cinch. And then, <laughs> dude, if you've ever seen a Dark Brotherhood-themed mount, this is one of them. The Blood Shadow Wraith Steed. Yep. <laughs> it says it's an extremely rare mystical creature. The Blood Shadow Wraith is a sight to behold. It truly is. It's kind of... Well, it's, you can see through it. The entire thing is just got this sinister red-looking glow, red and black glow on him. Uh, then he's got the armor that, that covers him, but where, wherever there isn't armor, you can see right through him. It's really, really cool. I've never seen him, them do a mount like this, even something similar to this. Yeah, but the, but the griffin pet. Oh, okay. Really? No, the I like the mount. I, I do. The mount looks really cool. Really, um, the pet's of, more to you than the mount. It's kind of see-through horse. It's neato, but the Griffin pet. Oh my gosh! All right, so I yeah, know. you also get the fledgling Griffin pet. It's he's a little Griffin. These, what do you want? He's got these pink little ears. Oh, you're and, such a sucker for cute things. I know. It's terrible. I thought I was a man. <laughs> uh, you also get the House of Reveries emotes. These include happy face, sad face, and ta-da. Meh. You know what I'm these not really are? An emote guy. Well, House of Reveries. This is because um, 
the Altmer are very big into the theater and right. thespianism. So that's why they're the whole House of Reveries thing. I think that's actually like a troop or something like that within um, mm-hmm. within the lore. But meh, whatever. Right. Show me cool stuff. Uh, mm, yep. Okay. Uh, Divine Prosecution style. Hmm. Looks very uppity. Yeah, this is the pretty much the definition of high elf armor motifs uh, on another level. Everything's pristine yeah. looking. It's what else does it say about it? It's very high elf looking. It's yeah, it's very very Altmer. Um, you know, if you look at Altmer armor anyway, um, it's usually adorned with golds and silvers and. Um, uh, you know, higher end materials. And usually there's some type of feather or eagle or bird or something on it. And that's exactly what this looks like. So, it, I mean, it, it's cool. There's no doubt about it. It looks really, really neat. But it's very, very Altmer. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then the last piece that is tied to the collector's edition only is the Sigic Scrying Talisman, a memento that allows you to simulate the far-seeing spells of the Sigic Order Mages. Now that I like. It looks really cool. that. Yep. You you're more into that than the Wraith Steed. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on horse mounts, to be honest with you. I'm not either, but it's sinister. That's your thing. Your freaking door behind you is a grave. That is so lore breaking. It is, but it's true. it's lore. It's lore. We are in a tavern. Okay, we're at first hold. I'm not Maybe in first hold has a what do they call those where you where you put the bodies in them uh, um, morgue maybe that's what I was referencing uh, so anyway you could do the Somerset digital collector's edition upgrade for thirty nine ninety nine includes all those items now moving on if you have never played Elder Scrolls what, what nothing why you're giving me these. You're, you're giving me these these weird looks. Somerset Digital Standard Edition. It's thirty nine ninety nine. Now this includes the base game as well. Okay, if you already have the base game, this isn't going to apply to you. Um, but it does include the cinch mount, the base game, bonus copy of Morrowind, and the Queen's Bounty Pack. All right, thirty nine ninety nine. Then you've got the Somerset Digital Collector's Edition. This is no different than the Digital Collector's Edition upgrade, except it includes the base game. So you're going to get. The Cinch Mount, Morrowind Chapter for limited time. Uh, you're also going to get the Queen's Bounty Pack and the Digital Collector's Edition uh, items. Uh, this one's a new one. I think they just, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think they just added this edition, or this whole pack, with this announcement. And it is the Elder Scrolls Online Collection for $79.99. And that includes the base game, the Morrowind Chapter. The Somerset Chapter, four DLC game packs, which includes Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild, Imperial City, or Asinium, and then you're going to get the Queen's Bounty Pack. Now, we're going to read a review later that talks about somebody who's just coming to the game to pick it up because they listen to the show. I'm telling you right now, if you're wanting to get into this game because you listen to the show, pick this up. Yep. There's your entry pack. Yeah, this is so incredibly worth it. You have hours, and I mean hours, of content right there just waiting for you with this pack. It's so incredibly worth it. If you're looking at getting into Tiso just by listening to the show, I highly recommend you do that. Now, 
if you want to go full Bosmer, like Cash and I did. <laughs> now I know what you're what you're talking about. All right. Thanks for not saying that on the air, by the way. <laughs> you're you're welcome. <laughs> Tropic Thunder, go watch it. All right. Um, so, physical collector's edition. This is the big daddy. This yes, is it is. All the apples. Uh, Cash and I both pre-ordered this, and I'm telling you right now. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, you get the base game, the cinch mount, Morrowind bonus copy, Queen's bounty pack, digital collector's edition items, and then. Here's where it gets fun. You get, with the physical collector's edition. Uh, let me scroll down here. All right, there's uh, Mafala statue. Oh, my God. Which is... <laughs> Sorry, Mafala. I apologize. <laughs> you, know the, you know the best part about this is that you're so passionate. By the eight. <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mafala statue, a monument to the Daedric Prince Mafala. This 12-inch tall replica was unearthed from a cultist shrine. It's pretty rad looking. It's like everything you'd expect from seeing it in game. It's a statue of Mafala. Yep, and guess where she's going? Where? Right next to Molag Ball Bag on my desk. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm pretty confident if I kept this at my house, it would freak my kid out. So, my little uh, my little Khajiit running around. So here's what I'm going to do. On behalf of Lore Seekers, we're going to be holding a raffle where I'm going to give away my 12-inch Mafala statue. We'll have details about that in the future, but you can win yourself a, print, a Daedric Prince Mafala statue. You're such a nice guy. Can I enter that? I'm so- no. Maybe I want to. Maybe I will cut the head off and then send it to you. All right. Uh, <laughs> this one I know you're excited about. <laughs> the eye roll. Um, this one I know you're excited <laughs> This one you're excited about. Raz's journal. Uh, Heck yes. Spies report to Queen Aaron chronicling the knowledge collected during Raz's investigation of Somerset. Yes, sir. I'm a lore nerd. And if I can get my hands, my greasy little hands on another lore book to enlighten my friends on the airwaves with, I'm going to do so. Mm-hmm. So, heck yes, I'm super excited about this one. Uh, the one that was in the original uh, collector's edition for the launch of the game is outstanding. Mm-hmm. I love that one. So, And then all the subsequent lore books that they've had that you can purchase have been really, really good. So, I'm really excited right. about that one. That's that's cool. Why you? Let me ask you this: Why is he investigating Somerset for the Queen when she's already the Queen over pretty much all of them anyway? Is it because she hasn't been home in a while? Uh, that would be my my thought. Is that there's things going on, and since he had a role in the Aldmeri Dominion on Tamriel, mm-hmm. I would speculate that she sent him as an agent to find out what was going on and maybe to you know. So she had a trusted agent there to be able right. to find out what was going on and bring her bring word back to her. Right. So okay. which is so cool. And the fact Wait. that she picked a Khajiit mm-hmm. is even is even bigger. I think this it is says one... a lot about Queen Aaron. Yeah, I'll give you that. It actually it does. Good point. Um this one I'm really excited about. Map of Somerset. I don't know why I'm so jazzed about this. I'm so stoked. 
think this is going to go back behind back behind me here. Map of Summers. The home of the High Elves is open to foreign visitors for the first time in history. Let this map be your guide, though previously through previously uncharted lands. And uh, last but not least, we get the exclusive steel book case. A limited edition metallic case, perfect for any collector's shelf. That's uh, a paperweight. That's a paperweight. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly. It looks cool. The game is going to really be installed. Is. For, it's yeah. already going to be installed. So yeah, I will literally open that up and I'll smell the inside of that tin and go, ah, it smells new. Click, close her back up, put her back in the case. <laughs> Last time I ever touch it. <laughs> well, we're, hey, yeah, we're in a digital age. so It's true. Yeah. No, that's what happens, I guess, when you go digital, huh? So did we talk about all the collection, uh, digital, wait, did we talk about all the, everything else that you get with it, along with the physical items? Yeah. Pretty much yeah. everything yeah, that we've that, talked about that, up to this point you get in this edition. Yeah. Yeah. You you get it all, everything we talked about previously, and then everything we just talked about now with the statue all the way to the steel bookcase. So that's the that's the physical collector's edition to its entirety, right there. And that yes. actually ends for us the announcement for Somerset. Pump the brakes. What? I got more to talk about. No way. This yeah. isn't in the notes. Oh, we yeah, no. Well, I wanted to just touch on folks who buy the physical collector's edition. Please be aware that if you purchase physical collector's edition, you will not be able to get your digital items as of right now until launch. So that kind of bummed me out a little bit. It kind of sucks. So I'm watching a bunch of people run around right now with the cinch mount, which is okay fine it's not a big it's not a big deal to me the cinch mount um and basically what's happened is they've bought the digital edition which Zenimax does not require any outside vendors to send you items to your physical home address um so if i you know when we order this physical collector's edition it's going to come with a box with a whole bunch of stuff in it and then a code that you input mm-hmm. into your game well, that is not going to arrive at our house until the day that this thing launches. So I was a little concerned about that, not necessarily because of the fact that there was no cinch mount yet, whatever. The problem that I have right. is the um, you're going to get a certain amount of days if you've pre-ordered to play the game prior to its official launch, right? Right. May 21st, I believe, is when when people who have pre-ordered can start playing the game. So right. without some type of a code from either the vendor or some way to prove to Zenimax that I have paid for this um, and pre-ordered it, then how am I to receive, number one, those items, and number two, be able to get the early access to the chapter? Yeah. Yeah. That- so... Yep. What we're hoping is is that in the past what they've done, they've allowed a period where you could send them something that proves your proof of purchase and then they would activate your um, your digital items and stuff for you and then you would have your pre-access to the game. That's my thought of, of how this is going to go down. I'm not really worried about getting the mount or the digital items right now. All that I can wait for that stuff. But it's that, it's that early access. That is... The, that's a game breaker for me. I just, I want to be yeah. able to get in early and, you know, start experiencing right. it with, with my friends. So, um, anyway, 
just be be aware that that's going on right now we do not have an answer from Zoss quite yet unless I have not found one uh, but if you buy the physical collector's edition this might be an issue that you run into Rant yeah I'll over. be honest I was definitely a little disappointed when I found that out but um, again I guess it's just gonna make the whole uh, as far as the the mount you know because that was a, that was cool I was looking forward to that but I guess I'll just make the experience that much sweeter when we get the whole the whole thing later on but yeah I share that same concern how are we gonna make sure and get that early access um, especially when you spend this much money I mean that's that's kind of obvious but you know we'll see right we'll see they'll figure it, it out they'll f I have faith in them they'll figure it out and it's like I said it's not a game breaker for me I will be there on launch day mm -hmm. oh show uh, absolutely oh um <laughs> look who's here my man enter my mind vestige and walk with me through the shadows of past events. Alright, well it is that time again. Your favorite Lore Lesson series has returned. And on this week's show, like we talked about earlier, we're going to be doing this week, Cash, a full, what, History of Somerset? Yes, sir. I have scoured lore books and I've actually gone to several different sources this week to make sure that I get it um, that I get it right. This one's important. Um, I was really excited about it just because it really is going to kind of bring us into the feel of Somerset and in in the era that we're in in ESO our gameplay timeline. It's going to kind of explain to you where we are and why we are. It's some of the stuff might might repeat a little bit from the some of the locations that we talked about earlier and then maybe from a previous lore lesson when we covered the Altmer and the Aldmer. Um, so, you know, bear with me on that, but there's a lot of new stuff here. So, in the spirit of it, in the spirit of the announcement of this next chapter, um, our other racial motifs are going to have to kind of be put on hold for a little while because we're, I think in the next few weeks, we're going to cover much more than just the history of the Somerset Isles. We're going to hit on the Sigic Order and some other things that's going to kind of bring it all home for you right before the launch of this thing. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's just us. You know, we're shucking and jiving. That's what we do. We want to adapt to the situation. We're dynamic like that. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's roll into it. So we've already talked about before when we covered the Altmer that the Somerset Isles are their traditional home. This is where mm -hmm. where they, you know, when the original Ald Mary came from Ald Mary's, they originally settled on the Somerset Isles. And that is a big reason why we're in the tavern that we're in tonight. And there is now a party going on in the tavern that we're in. It's actually, re it's actually really cool to Holy see all crap, of our guildies in kidding. here. <laughs> there is literally a dance party going on in here right now. And we are screenshotting. That is great. Okay. Oh my so we decided to pick the northern shore of Aradon, which was literally the first landing place of the elves coming from Ald Mary's during the Merithic era. Um, and they, this was the first place that they landed on and founded, and it, that's why it's called First Hold, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But mm -hmm. during that landing, a legendary high elf lord by the name of Toranan was the very first Aldmer to step foot off of, off of one of their nine ships onto the sand, basically. And he claimed the island of Oridon for his people, and as you know, Oridon is in the game now. Um, mm -hmm. He he gave it its name, 
and he swore a blood oath that he would never leave it. And that comes comes into play here pretty quick. So the Aldmer actually began to explore the island, and while they were exploring it, they ran into a number of, of creatures that were native to the island, uh, namely the Gietis, the uh, Ilyadi, and the Welwa. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. of the danger of these creatures and, and the damper that it was putting on them colonizing the island, there a few of them actually, a few of the Aldmer actually said, hey, we need to get out of here and go try to find safer lands. But Lord Terranan, Lord Toranan said, uh, no, we are Aldmer, we shall roar. And they battled the monsters, slang them with the powers that they had from the teachings of his ancestors. And this is some of the early um, magicka that was used in sorcery. So because of that, they were able to get rid of the threat. And then the Aldmer resumed taming the land using their magic. I love this part. Using their magic to sculpt and tend the island to their needs. I'm like, how freaking cool is that? So... I don't know. I'm super into the the Altmer now too. I love my boss. Can we just stop like for a minute and look at how legit the Welwa look? Yeah. Did you did you open a formidable? Talk about intimidating, right? Yeah. They got like four eyes and they're pretty much armored bears, or I don't know what you'd call them, like <laughs> dog four, rats. I don't know. Yeah, four-legged beasties. Four-legged angry. That's a whole lot of angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were able to stop them and continue on with their uh, with their quest in colonizing the island so truth anyway um, continue. yeah so anyway after that happened uh, they began to spread throughout Oridon eventually inhabiting the rest of the Somerset Isles and the islands became divided into several different social classes which is why the Sigic Order ended up on one of them uh, because they didn't necessarily agree with all the tenets of Aldmer life so at the very top of these social classes were the wise. Those were the, your teachers and your priests, followed by uh, different people like the artists, princes, the warriors and their defenders, landowners, merchants, and workers. Mm-hmm. Now below this, which is a very interesting fact, and I would be very, very surprised if we don't see some of this in Somerset um, with the re- release of the new uh, chapter. At the bottom of this social class were the tamed beasts, such as the goblins, who were native to Somerset and became enslaved by the Aldmer. Interesting. That's interesting. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. Now, goblins have been in some form um, in almost all of the games that are out there. And even in Elder Scrolls Online, there are forms of goblin in the game, and I believe they're called Reichlings. Mm-hmm. I could be fact-checked on that, but I believe they're called Reichlings. Yeah. And um, sure. they are some form of goblin that they believe were not unlike these original goblin that were found in Somerset Isle. So, very, very interesting that they enslaved them. So anyway, a right. uh, little bit more on, on the history of the uh, the original people to hit the islands. Um, they continued to travel and explore beyond the islands. Eventually, Altmer began colonizing the mainland of Tamriel. So really, everybody else on Tamriel kind of owes them a debt to discovering and colonizing in those ancient mm-hmm. times. Um, right. I, th- I just, yeah, I think Altmer kind of misunderstood, but it's okay. 
talk about it a little bit more. I, Go. You got something. I know you do. I just, well, I just feel like, I mean, no matter what you do, when you talk to the people the way that they talk to people, you're going to get that reaction. Yeah, douchey. Okay? I, totally douchey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same point, I I get it. Like, I, I totally understand why they, they feel the way they feel. And to be honest, they probably have that right because they've been around for so long. Right. And I, that is, um, it's a part that I think is, is much overlooked and it's talked about in a lot of the, in a lot of the lore it's talked about is the fact that when a normal person sees something as, you know, that's okay, that'll do. The Altmer don't see that way because they can see past the detail. It's kind of like somebody looking at somebody else's, um, it's like somebody looking at somebody's curious, you know, their, their, mm-hmm. their chess piece. And you know, that's a nice chess piece. You know, it, yeah, it's this color and that color, and it looks that looks like it would work. Well, that mm-hmm. may be what a man would say, but an Altmer might look at it and say, you know, the craftsmanship is is subpar. And why would they use these materials as opposed to these materials? And boy, you could have made that more decorative in this in this area or that area. That's the way that an Altmer sees life because of their lifespan. They have the time. Right to dedicate to seeing the finer things and perfecting everything that they do. And that's just the way that they are. Yeah. So, you know, like I was saying, I just think that they're maybe a little bit misunderstood. I, I agree. And I think we see a lot of what you just said in this new expansion with the zones, you know, just everything top to bottom, man, aside from that one zone, which is pretty much just the bathhouse. Like, <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah, I mean, perfect. I, I think that's the only zone that's not screaming, you know, Altmer, like all the other ones are, everything's perfect, everything's pristine, everything's clean and tidy. Like, I right. get it. Yeah, and maybe sometimes it's a little dirty. I'm an Altmer, but I'm not dead. Right? <laughs> right, right. Okay. Here's here's another thing, too, is with Altmer, as they're growing and learning, their, their flavors are constantly changing. They're constantly, like you said, perfecting. So they may have one time looked at a piece of armor that was currently being worn by somebody else and thought, probably a little bit more of it than what they do now being that that they've learned so much so anyway and i think because of because of the way that they feel about about this about them and other races and how perfectionist they are this a reason why their islands were highly protected and exploration and travel was extremely limited i mean extremely limited nobody else was allowed the only people who were allowed to travel the islands at all were traders and they were, even then, right. even when traders were able to come over, they were restricted to the city of Alinor. That was it. That's all they could come to. So right. I think it lends yep. to the fact that they're they're super protective of the Somerset Isles just because of the, their nature. Right. So, so speaking of the islands, uh, the three major islands, um, and then there's five outlier islands in the um, uh, archipelago of the Somerset Islands. So obviously the, the first and foremost is the Isle of Somerset. This is known as the mainland or the big island. Um, and it obviously is the largest island of the entire cluster. And most of the population and the resources um, that go into their building live there. Um, of course, notable islands on the, or notable locations on the island are the Crystal Tower. And we'll cover that here shortly. You know, I know we talked about it before, but I got a couple more tidbits on it. Um, the second largest island is Auradon, which is the island that we're currently on. This is the island that is currently in ESO. 
Um, but was the first island to be inhabited by the ancient Aldmeri traveling from Aldmeri's. Um, right. The major cities in Aradon are First Hold, Skywatch, Vocal Guard, and then, uh, as we talked about, First Hold literally means first among holds. That was the location of the first city that they built, not very far from the location that um, the first Aldmeri landed. So, like, mm-hmm. that is so cool. I never knew that. Right. Um, third largest island, also an island that we're going to be exploring in the new chapter, is Arteum. Arteum is the home of the Sigic Order, which super excited about learning all kinds of crap about. Um, yes, please. Yes. Uh, that later led to the founding of the Mages Guild by Vanus Galarian, which who, if you've done any of the Mages Guild quests, you've run into him a bunch of times. Um, kind of a snooty dude, but also kind of cool. Um, and that was in the year, that was in the second era, year 230. So right about our timeline. So mm-hmm. uh, the funny thing about Artaeum, it has a tendency to disappear from Nern completely. And in our timeline, it has been 350 years since anybody has seen Artaeum. So for us to be able to travel there, kind of cool. Now, I think um, I can't tell you exactly where this came from, but I really felt like this was in the, I believe this is the Twitch stream when they announced all this and the lore master, whose name escapes me currently. Awesome. He can, he can Um, go by awesome for the rest of his life because that's what that guy is. (laughs) I totally geek out when that guy comes on. It's like everybody in the room needs to shut up. So I can listen to this man speak. He is the freaking prophet. <laughs> so there's that. You aspire to be in love. <laughs> yeah, I hope he hears this because I'm a super geeky fanboy. <laughs> I'm a fan man. But uh, he he made a comment that talked about we're actually going to find out why Artaeum was gone for so long, and we're going to find out. Uh, I think how they do it or why they why did they choose to do it? I don't know. So anyway. I, we're we're going to learn more about why the island disappeared. Right. And as as just a, a short aside, if there are people out there that did not see or that, you know, really haven't watched any of the things from Zoss, there is literally a person with the title of lore master in their office. That's his job. Yeah. Mike Drop. They actually wrote an article about him. They're like, hey, I bet you don't have this job title. He's the only guy I know ever. Ever. Dude, that what a you have that job to be so freaking cool. Okay, so uh, the smaller islands, there is a small island named um, Aivia. Aivia. What? Oh, try. Oh, are you having problems pronouncing? Pronoun- no, I just wanted to make sure people heard it and make sure you had some extra to edit. So there we go. <laughs> um, this is a small island located in the northwest of Somerset Isles. This was used in the second era as a safe haven for mages and was settled by Archmage Shalador. If you've done the uh, Mages Guild quest, you will know who um, Archmage Shalador is. Kind of a pain in the butt at times, but anyway, I digress. (laughs) Uh, Another small island off the western coast of Skywatch and Aradon is called Aranorn. This island was used in shipping and commerce and storage of goods. Then there's another small island located near the coast of Matissan, and this is called Buranim. This island is used as a a major commerce location, but has since been abandoned, but you can still find very large ruins on the island that are ripe for exploration. Very cool. I like that. Sounds awesome. I hope that one's in there. 
Um, another island uh, a little bit far from Somerset was created by a high elf named Arrhenius. This one is called Silitar. Uh, Arrhenius was known as the Rock Witch of Silitar for her creation mm-hmm. of the island. And she apparently used a form of magic to form the island by literally lifting the land out of the sea. That's pretty awesome. Ah, uh, yeah. And the island is now an abandoned location, but I thought that was pretty cool. Agreed. Uh, and then the last island in the uh, archipelago is a smaller island called Dranel Kir. This is off the coast of Aradon. Uh, it is a very mysterious island plagued with storms, and the Sigic Order once dwelled here, but no longer. So, mm. also very interesting. So that is that's the chain of islands that make up Somerset. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Altmer moving from Aldmeri's to Somerset, and kind of you know kind of how that took place, but. Um, so they were known as the Aldmeri people prior to being known as the Altmer before they died off. And they came from the land of Aldmeri's, which we don't really know too, too much about, especially in the games. Like you literally know nothing about, but, um, during that, the earliest time, the ancestors became known as the Altmer and then, or, or they were Aldmer first. And then once they made their migration to Somerset Isles, they became Altmer. Um, they were very, it was very peaceful at first, uh, but Aldmer being Aldmer, it did not take long for them to just kind of start their own internal conflicts. So, right um, to the outside, the Aldmer would lead the other races to believe that they were kind of living in tranquility, which I think is a reason why they've kept those islands so segregated from everybody else. But in reality, the beliefs of the majority of Aldmer people as being superior of other races really began to tick some of their own people off. So a lot of them started ad- adopting kind of a critical view of the hierarchy and why, why it was so rigid of their own people. And it really kind of created this strict cultural xenophobia um, in between their own culture. So there was a lot of infighting that started. So they started to band together for social change. I mean, this <laughs> sounds a lot like the modern world when you really think right? about it. But yeah, um, they started to band together for social change. And then the most outspoken members of Altmer society, they just exiled them. They said, you're out. So they eventually started to figure out that, well, that doesn't really work just to exile them because there's so many people that are really ticked off about the way that we're running things that a lot of, out, a lot of these outspoken groups kind of started to rise up and, and, and really rebel. Um, right. One such group was literally called the beautiful is what they were called, which I lolled when I was reading this, but <laughs> yeah. so beautiful, but kind of dark and gnarly. They began a destructive campaign against a lot of the um, most revered ancient sculptures and emblems of Altmer history, just to kind of gain the attention of the royalty. And, so they did, but then they even went as, uh, they went so far as to murder the daughter of the king at the time, who was King Shimmering. Wow. Gnarly. Like, too much. That's intense. Yeah, right? Yep. So, um, a lot of these young, outspoken Altmer actually found refuge within the Sigic Order and started to, like, boost its numbers. Um, 
and as you know, we've talked about the Sigic Order just being the ancient order on the island of Artaeum, but they were speculated to have been responsible for the birth of mysticism in Tamriel. And I know I alluded to this earlier, but I'm really interested in the mysticism part of sorcery and, and magicka. Yeah. Um, and that's really what the, the Sigic Order was kind of based around was mysticism. And it was really, it was known mm-hmm. as the old way quotes, the old way. Um, and it was, it focused around their attempts to unravel the mysteries of the universe and possibly even tell some of the future when correctly applied. So that's what mysticism is. And a lot of those Sigic order skills that we're going to be getting stopping time or winding time. See what I mean? See how it intertwines. Mm-hmm. Yep. See how the lore works. Yep. I freaking love it. When yes. I was reading this, I was like, yes, I totally get it. So I was super <laughs> stoked. I was super yeah. geeked out on it and just really, um, really excited about it. But um, we are going to talk more on the Sigic Order coming up, but uh, and especially mysticism, because it's, I think it's going to play a part in the game that we play, especially if you play a Magicka based character. Uh, most especially if you play an Altmer magicka based character um, I really think it'll be interesting for you if you're interested in lore because it's one of the oldest and least mysticism anyway is one of the oldest and least understood schools of magic in Tamriel and it's out there it's in the other right. games you know super there's tons of references to it so you know you're going to love it yes I can't wait dude I can't wait to cover the Sigic Order I can't wait to freaking get in that guild I, I want to. I got work to do this week, so. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the Somerset Isles and um, how that kind of falls into ESO's timeline, like where we're at, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the error, the following error, just a little bit. We're just going to touch on the following errors and really where it came from, where it is now, and then where it leads to in some of the other games that we played. So. Um. So we've already talked about how the Somerset Isles and the Altmer were really the foundation of the Aldmeri Dominion, formed by mm-hmm. uh, Queen Eren, and also compo- comprised of the um, the regions of Valenwood and elsewhere, which is the Bosmer and the Kajiti. Um, Correct. So then we, we want to kind of... That's like right now. That's what's going on right now. And obviously us working into this new chapter, we're going to be going visiting there to investigate these new threats and then hopefully save it all so that Queen A. Ren can continue her quest to, you know, lead the Aldmeri Dominion, much to the chagrin of the other two um, factions, but ha, right. it's fine. They could rot. Anyway, <laughs> so later, <laughs> later history of the Aldmeri Dominion in the Somerset Isles uh, during the Third Era... The Somerset Isles was the last nation in Tamriel to be brought under the Third Empire during the Tiber Wars. Tiber, yes. Tiber Septum is who I speak of. The islands themselves were later defeated in the Third Era by Tiber Septum and forced under his control, becoming the last province of the Empire. So, quite interesting. Agreed. Now, during the Fourth Era, this is actually during the Oblivion Crisis, and you'll remember this from the game, the Somerset Isles were invaded by Daedra, and the Crystal Tower was actually destroyed. No! 
So right. to deal with the crisis, the Thalmor, who I know you've heard of from Skyrim, mm-hmm. uh, known, they were a nationalistic party. They actually took control, taking the monarch of Somerset Isles out of power. So the Thalmor, I think another um, is another faction maybe a little bit misunderstood, maybe a little bit gnarly to some people. They originated from the current Aldmeri Dominion, and they included members of the Altmer, the Bosmer, and Kajidi separatist organizations. Um, they also believed that the Thalmor were um, high-level diplomats, and there was also a paramilitary unit that did a lot of their dirty work. Um, but many believe that the Thalmor who took power in Somerset were kind of an inner sanctum made of like powerful aristocrats and dark magic users, which is kind of how I feel too. That's how the games kind of display who the Thalmor are. Right. But just know that uh, during the fourth era, they kind of came in and took control. They were given power because there was a a big Daedric threat going on and the Thalmor were given the power to go and uh, some say it was done through a coup. Um, Mm -hmm. Others say they were given the power to successful, uh, successfully re- repel the Daedric threat. And they ended up being known as the saviors of Somerset Isle. Go figure that. Right. So, yep. So anyway, that's a little tidbit about where we're at in the Somerset Isles right now in ESO and then what kind of what happens in the third and the fourth era. We're going to hit a little bit on the um, some notable locations. We'll hit some pretty quick. Um, Alinor. This is the capital of Somerset Isles, the city located on the western shore. We talked about Cloudrest being a city on the nor- in the north central area. Mm-hmm. And now the Crystal Tower. This one's very interesting. The Crystal Tower is probably the most well-known location in the Somerset Isles on the main island. Um, it is was built as a powerful monument to the spirit of the elven people and literally entombed within the walls of the tower are the bodies of the earliest Aldmeri settlers as symbolic importance to the Altmer, kind of like, and we talked about this, JB, kind of like how the White Gold Tower was for the aliens. It's yep. kind of the same thing, but the Altmer did that with the White, uh, with the Crystal Tower. So to topple the Crystal Tower, you can see how incredibly symbolic that is to the Altmer. Right. But when you're walking through it, just know literally the souls and the bodies of the Aldmeri settlers who first settled the Somerset um, Islands are there. So I'm like, hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. It's kind of cool. A little creepy. Pretty cool. Way creepy. It's like a living mausoleum, really. You think yeah, about it. Yeah, pretty much. You you walk, and you know it's probably going to play a part in the storyline, you know, every everything on Somerset, because it's such an integral part of Aldmeri in, in, in general. So, right. you know, there's bodies for days. <laughs> Exactly. So just a few more notable locations. Uh, Dusk is a city on the southeastern shore. Uh, it near where we that we talked about is um, also the tallest mountain in Somerset Isles and is a site of some of the island's most amazing architecture that is located in the north central area of the uh, main island. Uh, Lillandrill, that is another city on the northwestern shore. Shimmering, which we talked about, a city on the eastern uh, eastern central area. And then Sunhold is an additional city in the south southwestern area of the island. So, um, as usual, 
I had tons of resources for this, so if you want to fact check me, please fact check me. Uh, I went to the official, unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the uh, Shoddycast Elder Scrolls lore series, which in this one is amazing, and then the Elder Scrolls wiki. So, Agreed. check me out and call me on it, yo. Absolutely. Well, that was awesome. I, I dude, I, I'm still chomping at the bit for the Sigic Order. Like I'm the same way. I'm going to be studying up on all of that. Oh, hey, look who's here. What's up, man? I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, well, I guess it's that time again. Uh, we've got some uh, voicemails to listen to this week. You guys, we put the word out for you guys to send us your voicemails to call our hotline. And uh, you responded. We got a couple of ones here that uh, were our favorites. We're gonna play them here on the show. The first one is a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a discussion regarding Somerset. This is from Ian. Hey guys, my name is Ian. Uh, I have just been blasting you guys with uh, every kind of social media way that I can here for you. But I just wanted to very quickly go over three things for Somerset that I'd love to hear your thoughts on. One. Griffins. I had no idea that there were Griffins in Elder Scrolls. I thought myself a proficient ESO or just Elder Scrolls lore guy. I had no idea there were Griffins, so I'm super excited. I'm hoping that there is uh, some friendly ones in the, in the gameplay trailer that shows you fighting them. I would really like there to be almost like a character. Uh, maybe there's like a little baby pet, I think. Just love the idea of Griffins. I've never even thought of that in Elder Scrolls. Two. Definitely hoping we get to spend some time with Kate Beckett. I mean, Queen Iren. That would be awesome. She's a great character. Um, and then I guess the last thing is I read a little bit of something, I think it was on PC Gamer, that stated it was continuing the story from Orsidium. Now, I've played the Orsidium DLC. Uh, I, I wasn't sure what they meant by that. I've seen that in a couple places, too. So I'm not sure what they mean by that, what story is going to be continuing from Orsinium. So that's a really interesting tidbit. I have no idea if you guys have seen that or not. Just curious. So, love the show, guys, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Later. Awesome. All right. So, thanks, Ian. Um, okay, there's a lot here. Uh, so, we're going to kind of go through this. We're going to go through this real quick. Um, let's see. So, the Griffins. You brought up the, the Griffins in the trailer, and I totally agree with them. When I saw the Griffins in the gameplay trailer, I had no idea there were Griffins in Elder Scrolls, let alone we were going to get some. Yeah, it's uh, it it kind of uh, eluded me as well. But um, I know that in some of the games, like specifically the older games like Daggerfall, like a Griffin's Feather, I'm not going to lie to you, I, I, I wikied this for sure. Um, you could actually loot <laughs> a Griffin's Feather... So there have been references to it um, in other games. I just don't think that I've ever... I mean, there's a Howling Griffin pub, right? In Daggerfall? So so as far as we know, and please, if we are wrong, email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com, or call and tell us. As far as we know, this is the first time we are seeing them in a game getting to interact with them to some degree, which most likely will be a lot of us will be doing a lot of fighting. I mean, are there going to be griffins that you can kill? I know there's well, one that I get as a pet pretty soon. 
Well, we know we're going to get the pet, but from what it sounds like, with the Cloud Rest raid, we're going to be fighting the dudes riding the griffins. So I'm assuming we're going to be fighting some griffins. I would say, I would hope, I mean, I'm sure Zenimax knows this. We want to be able to have griffins. Absolutely. Who doesn't? Right. So, so, so what, like, um, as I read a little bit more here, griffins have been known to be in the Somerset Islands. I mean, they're they're ridden by Welkinar Griffin Knights in Cloudrest. Yep. Um, and they're supposedly armored. I mean, they fly. Man, wouldn't that be cool? Obviously, you not stop that. I don't want you flight. Stop, I don't you stop want that flight right now. I don't want it. I do not want it. That's a whole bag of worms. We're not going to open. I'm just going to say this. No. No. That would be so no. noob of us to be like, I wonder if they're just going to surprise everybody with flying mounts. No. <laughs> pretty sure that's not going to happen. So there's and that. I'm pretty sure our email inbox would fill up. <laughs> I know. You guys are so oh. dumb. Oh, my gosh. I do not want that. No, thank you. But I think it would be awesome to have a griffin, an armored griffin mount. Oh, man. That that would be cool. Just because, you know, ESO would put their own twist on the way that everything looks, and it would just be awesome. It really would. So we've got that. He he did mention the, the Orsinium quest line continuing on into Somerset. Now... I personally cannot confirm this. I don't know yet. I would have to read into it and check it out. Ditto. I have not played through that content yet. So, Okay. I am not sure, my friend. I cannot speculate on how that ties into it. And my apologies to you. But I am quite happy that you are also a Kate Beckinsale fan. <laughs> a friend of the show you will always be. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. All right, so thanks, Ian. We appreciate it. And uh, last but not least, this one comes to us from Casual Ranger on Twitter. What is up, guys? A Casual Ranger here, and I'm calling to tell you why I'm excited for Somerset. Well, basically because Somerset, duh, uh, but jewelry crafting, hello, game changer. I can't get over that. That, that is mind-blowing to this fancy guy here. Jeweler crafting is just going to change the way builds are. It's going to change the, the meta completely. It's going to be insane. And you can retrate them. Come on. That's insane. Anyway, you guys are doing an awesome job. I love the show. Keep up the good work. And uh, I'll talk to you boys later. I love that dude's passion. He's funny. It makes me laugh. <laughs> That was awesome. Thanks, uh, thanks, Ranger. So, yeah, jewelry crafting. I mean, he's right. Dude, the builds are going to be nuts. Yep. I can't wait to see them. It's a game changer. I, I'm big shout out. I like Casual Ranger. The guy's super cool. Um, his, his tweets are hilarious. And he has, I think he's been a fan of the show since we started. So, I mean, that's humbling. Thank you. Um, super cool. Both these, both these so uh, voicemails are super, super awesome. I totally agree with them. I'm super excited about the fact that it's just it's Somerset. I'm super excited about that. But also the things that they're bringing into the game are literally going to be game changers. I mean, right. there is going to be much, much different builds. The, the difficulty level, I'm sure, is going to scale with the, with the new trial. 
if it's any indicator at how you know just how hard like the last bit of content that we got with the two scale collar peak and fang layer high doable yeah. certainly doable yep. but the difficulty layer or difficulty level has raised a little bit on these things and i love it that as content goes even the base level content that they're bringing in is more challenging so i'm really looking forward to seeing what the new trial brings and watching myself wipe about a million freaking times but also all the different <laughs> things that we're going to be able to do with jewel crafting and and the new skill lines in sigic order to change up our builds i mean it's i'm not yeah. even i just i'm nowhere near mastering my current build and you know, so I, to me, it's going to be really interesting to see how this whole thing shakes down. And it's just nice to see that the community itself has the same amount of excitement for this stuff as we do. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. I, there has never been, and I've said, I'm going to say this a lot in this show, the, the constant passion from the ESO community for the game and for our show because of our passion for it, it's just been unreal. Like, it, it, this game is four years old, and yet people are still responding with how much they love this game, how much, you know, this new content means to them. So, I absolutely agree. This is awesome. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, I'm, I'll squee out if I continue, so. <laughs> All right, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. This was episode five of the lore see i said elder scrolls online podcast the El <laughs> the lore seekers podcast we hope you guys enjoyed the episode and speaking of if you enjoyed this show we want to know we want to hear from you let us know on itunes whether you liked us you hate us tell us for every five star review that you guys give us we give you a shout out on the show and you know what we've got something to go over so let's do these uh let's see ian Hey, see you again. Uh, he says, The Lore Seekers podcast has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts on my sub list. That's awesome. Jibs and Cash do an excellent job of balancing humor, in-depth conversation, and even a bit of intro RP to each podcast entertaining and... Oh, I'm sorry. To keep the podcast entertained and well-focused. Love that they stream live inside the game, which gives them a wonderful opportunity to interact with their listeners. Thanks, guys, so much for helping me through <laughs> all the time in my day that I can't spend the ESO. That's Welcome. awesome. Spartan J91, awesome. thank you very much for your five-star review. It says, right after the first episode, I went and bought ESO. That is right? awesome. Right? Zenimax, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. <laughs> he continues oh, i've always man. been a Love huge it. elder scrolls fan but could never get into eso this podcast made it sound so interesting that i just had to play love the lore segments and how passionate you guys are about this world can't wait for more episodes thank you that's Spartan awesome. j91 that's super cool agreed that's awesome and last but not least kebron113 says i recently started playing eso on the ps4 while i'm having fun playing questions on lore and game mechanics started to mount then i saw this podcast mentioned on the eso facebook page and it's perfect that's awesome thanks man not only am i having my questions answered i'm learning new tips and tricks to make the game easier for me the host entertaining and fun to listen to it's my top weekly podcast rotation right now look forward to more episodes thanks guys so thank much you. for your reviews seriously thank you so much we appreciate it 
All right. Humble well, pie. I always have a piece uh, of humble pie right? when we read those. Those are cool. Uh, agreed. That's my favorite part. And I've said this before. It's my favorite part. It's like Christmas every time. Anytime we get a new review, I always look forward to reading it. So anyway, well, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you want to get a hold of us, you can. You can call us anytime. Your voicemails could be played in our mailbag segment. Uh, you can call us at 765 382 Six nine six one. Try to keep your voicemails uh, roughly around a minute, if possible. And uh, you can email us. And a lot of you are emailing. Like, wow, a lot of you are emailing. Uh, LoreSeekersPodcast at gmail.com. You could also just go to LoreSeekersCast.com and uh, right at the bottom of the homepage, there's a little form you can fill out, and that sends it right to us. Cash, we're in some guilds. Let them know. We've got a lot of people joining. They're super fun, and uh, we are getting a lot of people joining, um, particularly Meridia's Order of Guards. Um, We are an adult guild for parents and working professionals. We are a mature guild and very drama-controlled, so don't bring your trollisms because we will crush you. Um, Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) we are um, a North American PC guild. So I don't I, yes. I don't mean to detract anybody who's Xbox or PS4, but we um, you won't find us unless you're on North American PC. So you can apply for membership at mog-nation.com. Also an outstanding roleplay community that is extremely good to new folks um, and really will kind of take you by the hand and walk you through if you're a new RPer and if you're an experienced RP, you can just kind of dive right into their storyline because it is rich and amazing. And trust me, this is the like the best way to learn RP. Very cool guild called the Divine Conclave. You can find them at socan.engine.com. That's S-O-K-A-N.engine.com. And then our trade guild. If you can get in, because I think we're full, but um, our trade guild is Sneaky really? B.O. Wow. Yeah, um, which is an outstanding guild. We have um, raffles every single week. There's always stuff going on. I think they started a trials group. There's always people looking for um, for um, dungeon runs and help with delves and monster runs and stuff like that. So um, very, very. And we have guild trader, obviously, but full guild trader guild really good one to join sneaky B.O. you know I guess I really have there to thank them for my love and growing passion for Alakir Desert because that's where the guild trader's at so hey, yep. that's pretty awesome alright well you can follow us on Twitter myself at Jibs IRL Cash at Mog Cash and most importantly the show at Lore Seekers Cast everyone we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back next Friday Make sure you roll an Altma and be douchey. And don't ever go full Basma. <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs>
Now destiny takes you to Somerset Isle. Yes.